So when we first start, they definitely complain and they kind of like, mom, why are we doing this? And within the first few weeks of us going screen free, I know this sounds crazy, but they really get along better because they have those opportunities to play with each other, to imagine things, to create. And they're not just in front of a screen because I feel like a lot of times the screens cause fighting with what are we going to watch? And I want to watch this. And when we eliminate that, they really learn how to play together, how to problem solve. And so they get along better, which sounds crazy, but it really is true. And it's so, so much fun. Hey there, welcome to Thriving with Technology, the science-led podcast that's here to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world. And I'm your host, I'm August Bryce from techwellness.com. This show is designed to give you a practical approach on how to navigate the important tech toxins in our world. We have real-life stories, experiences, and non-fear-based facts about cybersecurity and EMFs, your online privacy, internet overuse, what leads to addiction, blue light, oh, and so much more. So thank you. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Thriving with Technology podcast from techwellness.com. I'm August Bryce. And today, if you've got kids and you've ever struggled with how to regulate their time online, and more importantly, you know, maintain a nice relationship with them, you're in for a real treat. Jennifer Sitterud is a brilliant mom I came across on Instagram. She posted something like, okay, we're logging off now. It's time for screen-free summer. And I thought, wow, really? How do you do that? So I knew as we got into the thick of summer, it would be great to talk to Jen about how she actually does it and how she keeps the kids occupied and engaged. So you're going to find a really fun, easy, practical discussion that shows you that you can make screen time free summers work for you, even if it's a screen free summer week and build better relationships with your kids at the same time. So if this is your first listen, let me take a second to tell you about Tech Wellness and why we're here. Tech Wellness is a platform that helps everyone maintain a balanced relationship with the tech we all love. Mine, body, soul, privacy. I started after discovering that I was sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies or EMFs. And as I researched and I learned and was able to help myself, I realized that we all need answers and solutions about not only EMFs, but also about online privacy, blue light from our screens, overuse and addiction, and creating a healthy digital home. So please visit Tech Wellness and join us on the journey. We hope you'll follow the podcast and it would be so, so nice. It would mean so much to me if you would give us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps them help us spread the word. So now let me introduce you to a really cool mom, Jennifer Sitterud, and how to create a screen-free summer for your kids. Okay, so this is Jennifer Sitterud, who goes by Jen. And I am so thrilled to be talking to you. I found you on Instagram and I saw you You made an announcement. Okay, we're going offline for the summer. And I thought, what? Going offline for the summer? I had to talk to you. Like, how do you go offline for the summer? Yes, I am so glad you reached out. It's been, I get that a lot. Like, how do you do this? Well, you know, we started when they were younger and it was just, it was so much fun. And we had like the best summer. So I'm like, we need to do this every summer. So how many? Okay, so first of all, you've got five kids, ages. Yeah, so my oldest is going to be 15, which is so wild. Right. 15, and then I have a daughter. She's going to be 13, a son that's 10, another girl that is eight, and a little guy that's five. 
Uh, and let me tell you, if you haven't followed Tutus and Jerseys, you absolutely have to because Jen has the most beautiful family. They should be modeling for J. Crew or something. They're just, it's beautiful, beautiful family. Really, uh, really fun to follow. You decided when the youngest was, when he was just born, right? So it was actually, I was pregnant with my last, my fifth. In the thick of it, young kids, I was pregnant and I get pretty sick the first trimester. And so I felt like the screens were kind of my babysitter. My kids were in front of the screens a lot. It was kind of survival mode. You know, once I started feeling better, we thought, you know what, we need kind of a screen break. We need to get in the outdoors. You know, that's and I tell my kids all the time, that's how I grew up. We grew up outside exploring, creating, and I have some wonderful childhood memories. So I kind of want to incorporate that with my kids. So we started that summer, screen-free summer. What does that mean exactly? So we've kind of had to adjust it throughout this, you know, each summer we kind of get a little bit better and it kind of kids give their opinions of what they want. So it's not 100% screen-free. So Monday through Friday, there's no screen. Then Friday night, they get to reward themselves with screen time. And then Saturday night as well, they get to have screen time. So I feel like it's a good balance. We have activities throughout the weekdays. Come weekends, they get to just watch and do whatever they want as far as screens go. You asked me about my oldest. Um, he got a phone last year. 14. Is that his first phone? Yes. I know that is so shocking to a lot of people. And it may change with the younger ones. But with my oldest, I really wanted to wait as long as possible. You know, I went to um, seminars about screens and kind of the dangers of it and kind of the things that kids experience through screens with a lot of anxiety, depression, and the things that they're exposed to. So I, I really wanted to wait as long as possible. So yeah, he got it a month before he turned 14. Last summer we went, he did the screen free the weekdays and then he got to on the weekends text and call his friends and hang out, you know, that way to communicate. So so this is this is a great example as someone who never had a screen and then I never had a phone. Now he does. Yeah. What does he think? So this was his first year of having a phone and then not having it all summer long? Yes, this, so he got it last summer or a month before summer started. It was good because he wasn't in the habit of it. I'm a little like, okay, I wonder how this summer's going to go. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and so we're going to have, um, in the next couple of weeks, kind of have conversations like, you know, what do you feel like doing? This is, you know, we've done this for six, I think seven summers. What do you feel like you can do to still engage in screen-free summers? Well, I know I want to go through every single day, all the little things that you have planned and all the fun that you have. But first, I really do want to talk about you. Do you actually go through the summer without a screen yourself? Does that mean you don't use your phone? I don't. Like this first summer, I had to delete all my social media apps. So I wasn't tempted because I thought, you know what, as a mother, if I want my kids to do this, I need to do this as well. And I would like to break some some habits. You don't realize it is very habit for me. And so, yeah, I deleted all the social media. I had my phone for, you know, calls and texts, but that was it. And so that's kind of been every summer. I will delete all my social media apps and just keep it for calls and texts. So how many apps do you have? You know, well, I've never, and so funny, I've never really been a Facebook person. I have Instagram and Pinterest. So how does that feel after about two weeks? I tell everyone, I say, get through with kids and especially because my husband also takes part in it as well, which is so awesome. Get through that first week. It is hard. You know, everyone gets a little more cranky and you're breaking these habits, but you get through that first week and you start that next week. It feels so 
good. By the, you know, second, third weekend, I get out of the habit of checking my phone. Like I don't feel the need to check my phone. I'm more present. I feel like I feel like I'm more present in what is going on with my family and and things that we're doing. And I love it. It's such a freeing feeling. I unplug every day for a couple of hours and I, I feel so independent. I feel free. I feel like my life is my life and it doesn't belong to anybody else for those two hours. And I feel powerful. Um, but I imagine for you, not going to social media at all, I'd love to know how it feels when you're having this amazing time with family and you're in an idyllic situation and you just want to grab the phone and take pictures and post them. Yes. So when I first started, I wasn't really in the habit of Instagram. You know, through the years, I've, I'm more in like taking videos and pictures of the kids all the time. And so there will be moments where I'm like, oh, and then I'm like singing, no, we're just going to be present. And I saw this picture a few years ago and it just rang true. And I picture all the time, it's this elderly lady in a group of people and all these people have their phones up and she's just sitting there, no phones and just watching with a smile on her face. And I thought that is awesome. She's just in the moment, just present in the moment, enjoying that moment. Have the kids talked to you about it? Have they said, mom, this is stupid or on any particular day? Have they said, this is the best thing ever? Do they, especially the older one, is he old enough to understand what's happening when he's unlike anybody else? The whole family is doing something. I'm sure you guys go places and you don't have your phones. So when we first start, they definitely complain and they kind of like, mom, why are we doing this? And within the first few weeks of us going screen break, I know this sounds crazy, but they really get along better because they have those opportunities to play with each other, to imagine things, to create. And they're not just in front of a screen because I feel like a lot of times the screens cause fighting. With What are we going to watch? And I want to watch this. And when we eliminate that, they really learn how to play together, how to problem solve. And so they get along better, which sounds crazy to a lot, but it really is true. And it's so so much fun. That is so good because, you know, one of the first studies that I remember writing about was the study from UCLA where they noticed that the kids were losing all their empathy skills. People just started, the kids just didn't care about each other. So they took the kids camping for a week without their screen and they found that that came back very strong, very quickly. So I think like you're saying, it might be the empathy, but then you also said, how they might argue over screens. And then there's that whole idea of screen snubbing where they might be in a conversation with each other or playing a game or something and somebody picks up their phone or looks at the screen over there. And it's super important for me to teach my kids to be able to communicate with kids their age and adults and look them in the eyes. And I think that's really important for them to learn that because I feel like we're really losing that connection with each other. No, you're absolutely right. There are studies about that as well, that that's going out the door because we're not, we're not showing them how to connect. We're not talking to them about the importance. And a lot of times we're not modeling it. We're in a, a conversation with a girlfriend or a husband or something, and we can pick up a screen right in the middle of it and get a notification and boom. And so kids see that. So tell me about what you've noticed in your kids as far as being able to connect with adults and other kids. Well, and I've had a lot of friends mention, you know, your kids, they, they're, they're confident kids. They can, they can carry on a conversation. They seem, you know, and not all the time, but there will be um, moments. And I feel like that removing the screens 
So they have opportunities to communicate with adults and with kids on a daily basis and give that practice. It really helps them to be more confident in their relationships and who they are. So, And at this age, though, especially like you were talking about with your 15-year-old now, is he feeling a little left out from the crowd because he doesn't have access to his phone? Or can you foresee that happening this next summer? So he started seventh grade and didn't get his phone until the end of seventh grade. That's junior high here. He started junior high. And there were moments when he would come home, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, and I felt bad for, you know, I kind of talked to him and I said, hey, like, give him my cell phone and have him reach out and or you get their numbers, reach out. And just kind of explain the importance of Logan. Like I'm doing this because I feel like this is for your best interest to, you know, go as long as possible because phones are so habit forming. And I want you to be able to, when you have your phone, know that it's a tool for good uses, you know, and not get into bad habits with the phone. Completely agree. And I understand everything you do. I'm wondering though, how, how the other kids does he know how the other kids perceive him? Because he was probably one of the last kids to get a phone. What's the average age at his school? Like between 10 and I think 10, 11. Even we have friends that have, you know, even eight-year-olds and stuff. And it is, it, my kids are, you know, they want the older ones, you know, now Logan has them, but my older daughter, I wonder more for her because it's different with girls. You know, they're on their phones constantly. But just reiterating to them um, the importance of it. Yeah, Logan. He understood that. So do you think he had a sense of confidence and pride because he didn't have a phone? Could we go that far? I I really do. I really think so because he did. He just, there wasn't any distractions for him, you know, as the phone can, it can be really distracting. So I feel like it, yeah, I feel feel like it did. Wouldn't it be great to turn it around and you're super cool if you don't have a phone? Yes, yes. When I went to seminars, and I don't know if you know Colin Karchner. He has since passed last fall. He did a lot of seminars on this very thing. Giving kids, or not giving kids smartphones. Saving the kids. You know, looking kids in the eyes. Parents, especially not being distracted with cell phones. Giving eight-second hugs. Like, all of those things. Yeah, I feel like, and he was trying to have that movement of not having a smartphone is the cool thing to do. And there were tons of kids that reached out to him that said, you saved, I was really anxiety filled and I'm really in a dark place. And I deleted my Snapchat, my TikTok and all this. And I feel so much better. Yeah, it's empowering. And there's a, a great study that talks about young adults who just get to college and they do research and find out that they're depressed, lonely and anxious. And they realize that if they can limit their social media to a half an hour a day, their entire entire world changes. They become more confident and more peaceful and uh, feel better about themselves and feel like life is more of a joy. So that's actually in a study. And they don't do that until they get to college, which is interesting. Somehow you're sucked in to it when you're in high school and you can't get away from it because everybody has one. And that's how everyone communicates with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I feel like too, they're, they're still developing their brain. It's so important that we kind of, you know, limit the screen time so they can really learn how to use it for good. Because it is, it's, it's habit for me. I'm really passionate about the brain. Good for you. Absolutely. With Logan, have you been able to just tell us, so he gets his first phone, 
And do you go through social media with him? Do you just hand it to him and say, choose whatever you want? Like how, how did you help him with his relationship with his father? Yeah. So we, um, my husband kind of wrote up a little contract. Hey, this is kind of as, you know, rules of our house. This is kind of the guideline we'd love for you to follow because we feel like this is a safety, safety rules to keep. So we gave him his phone. We downloaded the iPad, which is great for parents. Yes. Limit the apps and the time on his phone. Yes. And yeah, so he doesn't have social media at all. Okay. When will he get social media? Oh, we're, we're thinking 16 when he gets into high school. We were hoping later, but I think that's probably when he'll get it. I really admire you, Jen. In this day and age, to have the confidence to do that and to have that great relationship with your kids and to help them have great relationships with each other. And so I'd love to know, and I know everyone wants to know, what do you do every day when the kids don't have their screen? Just walk us through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because it it actually sounds like a fun summer camp. It really is. And summers have become like our greatest, like just memory making. So on Mondays, the theme is make something Monday. We make cookies or they make Play-Doh or they, you know, some science experiment or they, it's all centered around making something. And also what I tell them kind of one before we start is I don't want to make more work for mom. And so I want them to be in charge and them, you know, them to think of things to do. Mondays make something Monday. Tuesday is um, take a trip Tuesday. So we'll take a trip somewhere. We can go to like a museum, a dinosaur museum, or they love to go get snow cones in the summer, of course. So we'll take a trip to go get snow cones. That's kind of what our Tuesdays look like. Wednesdays is wet and wild Wednesday. So that is swimming pool or sprinklers, um, water balloons, anything centered around water. Thursday is Thinking Thursday. So that is actually where they'll, we'll either go to the library, they'll do science experiments. I have a few. My 10-year-old is very into entrepreneur type stuff. So he loves to think and explore and create things. So he kind of heads Thursdays for us. And then Friday is our free day. Once we kind of go throughout the day on Friday, then Friday, come four or five o'clock, Friday's free night. They get to watch, turn on the screens, whatever they want to do. Saturday is service Saturday. So we kind of think of something to do, you know, around the neighborhood. Well, last year, my son had an opportunity to pull weeds a lot at our neighbor's house. So just something centered around thinking of someone else. Service Saturday. So, and then, and then by four, you know, four or five o'clock, on Saturday, then screens are on again. They get to have a break and relax. You're amazing. Because all, all the skills you're teaching them too, teaching them organization and planning and just expanding their horizons that they can concept these fun things to do themselves. It's been so important for me. And especially having more than one, you know, once we started having a lot of kids, it was just really important for me and, and realizing how quickly they grow up. And I really wanted them to learn these life skills, to learn all the different things that they can learn. So it's been awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's got to be good for you. And so, but what do you notice when uh, Monday comes along and they've been able to, it sounds like they can watch TV Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, or if, you know, use their phones or whatever other screen opportunities you guys have. What happens on Monday? What's the, the frame of mind? For Monday, is it just so fun yeah. that they don't care? Or what's it like? There will be moments. 
So it seems like the first two weeks, it's really hard because we're getting out of the habit, you know, breaking those bad habits, getting into some new habits, routine. And so it's, it's a little struggle, but I just keep reminding them. And if I, you know, I come into it as positive thing and just, then that's kind of the energy of the home. So I just tell myself, gee, you got this, do a week or two. Then after that, they really have, have created this routine and they look forward to it. You know, we won't have a little light on a Monday. Oh, we have to do this again, mom, you know, but um, we just kind of reiterate like this is, this is what we want to do. It's awesome. And yeah, they get, they get on board pretty quickly. And so you always have your phone with you though, right? You were saying that, that you have it for calls and texts. How do you manage it so that it doesn't seem like you're looking at your screen if you're texting or calling someone, but they're not? So the good thing is, and maybe not so good thing because a lot of people try to like, I can't get all of you. I really forget to check my phone. So I'll, you know, be in my room or the kitchen. And I really, with the kids, because they're home for summer, they're not in school. And so I really try to not have my home when I'm with them. And once I, you know, break the habits of the social media, then it really is easy for me not to check my phone. It really is. Have you tried setting those auto notifications? I do that when, when I'm offline, where if someone texts me, they get a message from me that says I'm unplugging. And I tell them about the benefits of unplugging. And I tell them if they need to, they can break through urgent, but I never look at my phone. So when well, I'm that's fantastic. my husband will do that when he's driving, it will have like automatic undriving. I need to do that. And I think, you know, friends and family know by now summers, Jen doesn't have her phone most of the time. So, you know, at nighttime, usually that's when I'll check a lot of calls, texts. Have you found it all that starting when the school year starts and you're back to social media, have you ever heard the kids say or make any comments or that you might feel that they're wishing that it was still screen free time. They will comment at the end of summer, like, this is the best summer. I love this. And it's interesting when they first start school during the weekday, they won't come home and try to turn on the TV or the computer because they're out of the habit. You know, slowly but surely you won't get the those habits again. That's why I really love summertime because we do, we'll get in the habits, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas break. So that's why I think it's important to have those summer times. Oh, so on Christmas break, they don't have their screens either? They will. We'll be back into habits of watching screens during the holidays, which is totally fun and fine. But that's why I love the summertime, just to really kind of break free from that and, and just make new memories. And do you think that they feel the power of the unplug and they'll be able to carry that forward in their lives when they're grown up? Yes, I hope so. As a mother, I really hope so. I really hope they're learning these, these tools and these life skills that will help them. My oldest actually has mentioned, I get it, mom. Thank you. Like, I get it. And then you're like, okay, yes. I'm really curious. Does the oldest ever comment that maybe some of his friends are on Springs too much? Or does he have a different perspective? I think he does have a different perspective. You know, especially when he was kind of the only the one that didn't have a phone for a while. You know, at the first he asked, I want a phone, can I have a phone? After, you know, a while passed, he really felt empowered. Wow, I don't need a phone. It's distracting. I don't need that. You know, and he really learned quickly and watching others that, it, yeah, it can be empowering not to have a phone. I mean, now I can think of putting myself in my kids' shoes back at that age. It might even be empowering that your mom can't find you all the time with your phone. It is so true. So they can really learn to use their imagination, especially when they're younger. You know, they're all 
they can turn a little paper into, you know, whatever. And they're learning to create. And I think we really encourage that without having screens because they're, they're thinkers, they're creators as children. And when we're in front of screens all the time, we kind of squash that. So that was really important for me to really develop their brains in that aspect. Such a good point. Now, tell me, other moms must have been saying to you, oh my gosh, you're not getting him a phone? How did you handle that? What, what were you thinking when people would say to you, he doesn't have a phone. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You know what? For the most part, it was a lot like a, a positive feedback. And I wish I could do that. How do you do that? You know, and on my blog, I have, we did these free printables of kind of our outline. And so I've had friends reach out. Oh, like we did a week. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, just try a week. See how the week goes. You don't have to go a whole summer, which I encourage that, but try a day, a few days, a week, two weeks, and see how that is. So I've got a lot of positive feedback about it. Tell me what people have said who've tried even just a day. They loved it. Um, yeah, one friend, she actually went a week and she said, I couldn't believe how well my kids did, how well they got along, how well they played outside. She said, I was nervous that my kids don't really play. They don't play with blocks or, you know, play with toys. And she said, after that week, I was a firm believer that, wow, give them this opportunity, eliminating those screens of what they can create and what they can do. Excellent. And I want to go back to that one question though before about Logan not having a phone when everyone else had a phone for a few years. How did you as a mom deal with what other moms were saying or what he was saying to you about that? No, I, yeah, I really was tempted. There were moments, quite a few moments where, you know, I talked to my husband. Okay, should we like, this is their generation. This is their, you know, screens are who they are now. And there were moments when I, I was close, really close to giving in to like, okay, let's just, let's get him this phone now. Like, yeah, I'm kind of worrying, I guess, about what other moms thought. Like, well, we don't have phones and I'm glad we stayed strong. Good for you. Like I said before, I think it's probably, he probably feels like he's the cool kid. It's what they're growing up in. It's the culture. It's very normal to have a phone. It's not a big deal anymore. Yes. And that's, you know, and I feel like Logan probably felt for a little while kind of the outsider. And I just encouraged him. I said, it's okay to do different things, you know, learn what you can learn through this experience because your dad and I still like, this is what we want to do in our family and what we want to teach you kids. And I think just having those open conversations of why we are doing this and what's the reasoning. And not all of our kids really fully understand. I guess, you know, they're still younger, the younger ones. But hopefully as older they get how the importance of that, of having that space between the connection and the control of the phone. Yeah. Practically speaking, I'm sure a lot of parents would love to know, what do you do when your kid doesn't have a phone and you want to try to find them or you forgot their lunch or they forgot their lunch or you're not picking them up? How does it work? See, and that's where we're getting into a little tricky because now my older kids are a lot more active, involved in sports and dance. And um, sometimes, especially with my daughter, she's actually close. I think we're going to get her a phone. But it is, it's like, oh, I, I want to get it a hold of them. I want to track them down. But they know now, like when they go to a friend's house, have the mom text me so I know you're there. Or um, use the, at school, they always will use the front office phone. So still exists. There's still a front office phone. <laughs> it's teaching them, I think, too, problem. So, oh, you got to, you know, figure it out. So, well, also, yeah, I feel like with my younger ones, I don't think we'll, we'll go till 14 anymore. 
to get a fall. I think we'll start 13. Okay, that's still late. So that's great. Yes. And I think just for the fact of getting a hold of them, making sure I know where they're at and they're doing okay. And and the thing is, I have a lot of other friends' contacts in my phone. I can keep track of them. And I love what you said about going to the front office too, because that's one more opportunity to have a social connection with an adult, to have to actually talk to someone instead of just running to your phone to solve the problem. Absolutely. Yes, I love that aspect. You're listening to Thriving with Technology, the tech wellness podcast with August Bryce. August will be right back. But first, have you ever wished you could reduce the risk of EMFs from your smartphone? It's one of our biggest exposures to information carrying radio waves. Those are the waves that have been proven over the course of thousands of scientific studies to really have a biological impact. And our phones are with us all the time. One of the best ways to reduce that exposure is to use AirTube headphones. AirTubes make sure that any stray radiation from your phone doesn't travel up the wire and into your head. August has been designing headphones for over a decade now. She even holds a patent for one. This latest design is by far the best yet. Our exclusive SaferTech AirTube headphones have been completely redesigned and they are the ultimate EMF protection. The speaker system has been overhauled and improved. I listen to a lot of headphones. And I can tell you that these are some of the very best sounding wired headphones you can buy. The double insulated cable is now even longer so that you can keep that smartphone a long way away from you. Distance is your friend. And because August wants you to be comfortable, every SaferTech AirTube headphone comes with five choices of earbuds. So there's a perfect fit for every ear. SaferTech AirTube headphones come in a beautiful rose gold and in black. They're coming soon in gold. If you tried to order earlier in the year and found that we were out of stock, well, now is your chance. Just look for the link in the notes below or visit techwellness.com and check out all the resources there to help you and your family live in balance with technology. And now back to August. I really think it's a little different for girls. Because Logan's friends, they were all pretty, there wasn't any like, oh, it's okay, Logan, whatever. You know, there was times he asked for it, but he didn't, it wasn't really a big deal. I think it might be a little different for girls. Girls are more social. I can't wait to see what happens with her. So she's, she's 12 now or 13? Or she's going to be 13 the end of May. And yeah. May give her her fun. Or you might yeah. wait till she's 14. Yeah. I know Logan's like, you gotta wait till she's 14, mom. I waited, you know. She was involved a lot with dance. And so that was our only kind of thing of, oh, you know, maybe we'll get a phone just to be able to get a hold of her. Yeah. What about social media? Like, do they look, because I'm sure a lot of her girlfriends, especially with dance, are posting, you know, the competition and the awards and just something, you know, on social media. Do you log into, do you let them log into their friends' social media accounts? Yeah. So a lot of their friends, they follow me. And so when their friends are posting, I'll have, you know, kids, hey, come and see your friend, you know, and so they kind of keep up with them on my account. They don't see it. They don't know unless I see, you know, something. So every once in a while, hey, this is, you know, your friend. Um, and they'll reach out. Their friends will kind of reach out to me or message me. Let that because you're guiding them. You're guiding them on there are a lot of things that we're understanding about social media, like social comparison. You know, it's very, it's how all of us form opinions about ourselves and beliefs about ourselves and maybe even decide who we want to be is yeah. through social comparison. And the social comparison yeah. on social media is one dimensional. We don't really know the rest of the story except for what's posted. So have you ever had the opportunity of guiding them through when you see something that their friends are posting and saying, oh, look, they took just really the good part of that situation or... Yeah. You ever get to talk about that with them? 
Yeah. And we haven't had that many conversations just because they're not on social media yet, but we have had conversations about not comparing yourself. You know, Instagram or social media can be a, a highlight reel. You don't know the full story, you know? And so just kind of having kind of those open conversations of what it really is. Why don't we just call it a highlight reel? Isn't it so true? It absolutely is. Yes. That's good. I like that. Okay, Jen, um, is there anything else that you want to share with people today? What's the one thing that you want other parents to know or kids to know? I guess I want them to know that they can do it. As a mother, life is busy It is, and it can be really hard, but they're only in our home for a certain amount of years. It goes fast. And I think it's so important for us, especially now in this generation, to teach them to take screen breaks, to get it away from your phone, that there's life outside of social media or, you know, constantly on your phone. So I think it's important we call them brain breaks, to take brain breaks away from screens and to allow yourself to connect with other people and, and to just be an encourager that moms, you can do it. Take a day and take your week and see how you feel because it really is an empowering and a freeing feeling when you can do that. Great advice. Very good. And I now remember the one other thing that I wanted to ask you about. What about the health effects of the electromagnetic fields and the blue light? Do you consider them in your decision? Oh, absolutely. And especially watching your Instagram, I've learned so much about the blue light and the effects of all of that. So it's important to, we put our phones in our closet and kind of get away from that electro. Or what do you, what do you, it's called EMF, electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. There's EMF from your outlets too, but it's a different kind. There's electric EMF, magnetic well, EMF, and then the, then the radiation that comes from our phones, but they've all, they all have biological effects. And oh. so it's just having the knowledge and, and you do. And so you might even see some benefits to their health because of that as well. Have you noticed anything different about their sleep patterns when you're having this green free time? Yes. Okay. Huge difference. And I have video um, of my daughter falling asleep at 6 p.m. She was so wiped out and she slept for 13 hours. She, and because they are, they're using their brains, they are outside physically being active. They sleep so good in the summer. Oh, that's so good to hear. And they're also listening to their body's natural cues. And often our screen can take us away from that because they're distracting. Yes. I even noticed for myself, if I'm on my screen at night, pretty late, I don't sleep as good. So it's important for me, you know, around dinner time, a little after to kind of put my phone away for, you know, so I can wind down. Biologically, it's absolutely true. So Jan, I know you have the printouts on your website, like a guide to the screen-free summer. So tell everybody where they can find you and how they can get these materials and do you charge for them? No, they're free. I think it's so important. So I, I, yeah, they're free on, um, it's my blog, tutusandjerseys.com. Thank you so much for sharing that information on your blog. What a great resource for parents. And anyone has questions about this? Do you consult? Do a Q&A on the blog? Tell me about that. Um, Reach out to me on my Instagram or, and I have tutusandjerseys at gmail.com, my email. I love to talk about it. Any questions, any concerns or how we start or, you know, encouragement for me to like, you can do this. Reach out to me anytime. I love it. That's awesome. You're definitely a guiding light for moms right now. Wasn't that awesome? 
Thanks again, Jen. Jen has a ton of free resources, as we said, about her website, and I'm putting those in the show notes. And until next time, please like, rate, subscribe, all those good things. All the podcasters say it. And it's because it really helps move our podcast forward when you share it. So thank you in advance. And until next time, be well. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. I hope you loved it. If you do like what you've heard, leave us a review and subscribe to the show. For more tools and information to help you achieve mindful living in a digital world and navigate those tech toxins, follow Tech Wellness on all the usual social media channels and head over to techwellness.com for resources, videos, solutions, and so much more. I'm August Bryce. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well.